This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Friday afternoon, August 25th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. There are proven ways to improve your credit score. We'll have some key tips in our next segment. But right now, Fed Chair Jerome Powell says the central bank is prepared to raise interest rates again to help bring down inflation. Joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is David Jones. Chairman of DMJ Advisors in Denver, author of the book Understanding Central Banking. David, thanks for joining us today. And and the initial analyst reaction to the Powell speech in Jackson Hole is no surprises. But if you look and listen to the message, he sounds like a guy who wants to keep his options open. Oh, without any question. And I think the markets were hoping that he would be dovish, you know, willing perhaps even to talk about interest rate cuts next year after winning the battle against inflation. But the Fed chairman once again surprised the markets and turned out to be mildly hawkish. He said he's prepared to hike interest rates again if it's the move is appropriate. So for now, I think the Fed is happy to hold to its posture, but I think Looking ahead, um, he still might hike rates again, um, if not in September, maybe November. Looking back on on the initial the 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 granddaddy of them all in terms of uh, fights of fighting inflation, uh, the big rate hikes of the early 1980s to bring the 70s inflation under control is yes, the Fed did cut rates off the 18 19 percent that was uh, levied in in 1980 and 81. But as the rest of the decade went on, I mean, rates in the 1980s and the late 80s were in the seven or eight percent range. Exactly. And so we got used to zero interest rates for more than a decade as we saw the Fed fighting the credit crisis um, back in 2007 and then, of course, the pandemic more recently. Uh, But the reality is that I think we're headed to a world of generally higher rates. And notice that bond yields have moved up accordingly. So the Fed is happy with progress in the last couple of months, particularly June and July, in bringing inflation down into the threes, but they're headed still for a target of 2%, and they're not going to stop until the job is done. We're talking to David Jones, Chairman, DMJ Advisors in Denver. Uh, during the speech, he talked uh, warned that some pain was likely uh, as they try to reach that 2% target. But what's the definition of pain uh, in this instance? Is it people losing their jobs? Is it people paying a higher mortgage rate? Is it people paying, paying more for car loans and just kind of grinning and bearing it? 
Well, you're all of the above, I would say. But remember that word pain, which was not prominent in these remarks, but was very prominent a year ago in, in the Jackson Hole remarks by Powell. Pain was the main theme. I think the Fed has made enough progress not to worry as much about pain. But we still have to look for higher rates if inflation doesn't come down and the economy doesn't cool off. David Jones, chairman, DMJ Advisors in Denver, author of the book Understanding Central Banking. Thank you for helping us understand central banking today. Coming up, ideas to help you improve your credit score. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Keeping an eye on your credit score, especially when it comes to spotting potentially harmful errors, is more important than ever. Here to provide some advice is Matt Schultz, Chief Credit Analyst with LendingTree, based in Austin. Mac, thank you for joining us today. And when it comes to, you know, we just talked about uh, how uh, interest rates could be higher for longer uh, as the Federal Reserve tries to tame inflation. And in that type of environment, uh, having a clean to sparkling credit score could save you potentially hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a year. It's so important because your credit score most oftentimes is how the lender determines what that interest rate is going to be. And sometimes the range with a credit card can be 10, 15 points. So it really does make a big difference how good your credit is. And then just to uh, remind people about the history of credit scores, uh, this is not some type of uh, Logan's Run style science fiction dystopia where you're uh, only identified by your credit score number. This was meant initially uh, to make the lending playing field a lot fairer and that uh, it took uh, prejudice and discrimination potentially out of the equation. Yeah, it's it's certainly evolved over the years, and it is important for people to understand also that the primary customers for the credit bureaus and the credit scoring companies are lenders. That's why those scores exist, so lenders can understand who is who is safe to lend to and who is risky. And then, uh, Matt, there are lots of uh, organizations that uh, promise for a fee to help you clean up your credit score, and that's probably something you should avoid, that uh, the organizations that are promising to charge you to, to help you clean up your credit score, they are free to you as a service, and, and you can do them yourself. Yeah, absolutely. The, the truth is that if something sounds too good to be true, there's a good chance that it is. And if somebody is promising you that they can make a night and day change in your credit uh, in a big hurry, it's pr- they're probably not being entirely truthful with you. And a lot of the things that they can do or any other credit counselor or that sort of thing can do you can do yourself with a little bit of research online and a couple of phone calls oftentimes. Matt Schultz, Chief Credit Analyst, LendingTree.com on the news line right now. Uh, when it comes to attacking credit card debt, that's usually the thing that weighs down a lot of people's credit scores. Um, maybe you don't want to bite the bullet and uh, make that uh, the series of payments to pay off that credit card, but it can pay you back over time. What kind of a difference does it make in raising your credit score by just attacking something like credit card debt? 
Oh, depending on how much you owe, um, it can save you hundreds of dollars, if not more, over the uh, over the life of a balance, just depending on what that APR is. And again, also, it's important to understand that credit isn't just about lending. It's also about things like insurance premiums and even sometimes your ability to get a job or a new apartment. It really, really is impactful in a lot of ways. Matt Schultz, Chief Credit Analyst with Lending Tree in Austin, Texas. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, United Auto Workers Union members at GM, Ford, and Stellantis, formerly Chrysler, have voted to authorize a strike. The details on the way. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. UAW workers have overwhelmingly voted to authorize a strike at GM, Ford, and Stellantis as contract talks continue. Joining us now to look at the potential impact of this strike is Jeff Gilbert, CBS News Automotive reporter based in Detroit. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. Uh, how? When was the last time the UAW went on strike against a member of the Detroit Three or all three at the same time? Uh, as far as I know, they haven't in recent memory gone on strike against all three, but back just four years ago with the last contract, they had a lengthy strike. I think it was 40 days against General Motors, and you know the company took about a $2, $2 billion hit because of that. And then uh, when, it, when it comes to uh, the, the possibility of there being a strike once again, um, this is merely a vote. It has been authorized. But as we saw in the case of the railroads and UPS, uh, you can reach a deal. You can reach a deal, but this year is very different than any previous set of negotiations. There's new leadership at the UAW elected for the first time by the members, and they had a very small turnout in the election, but they ended up electing somebody, Sean Fain, who promised a very adversarial approach. And he just plain out says, we're not into cooperation. We're into trying to get the best contract we can. And if it takes a strike, so be it. We're talking to Jeff Gilbert, CBS News automotive correspondent based in Detroit. Uh, what are some of the outstanding issues in these contract negotiations? Pay is always a big issue. So are concessions that were given up earlier. Workers had cost of living adjustments in their contracts. Those were negotiated away during tough times. They want those back. They want defined benefit pensions back. And they also want an end to what's called tiers, where workers come in at a lower pay rate and then work their way up to full pay. And then what is the kind of state of competition when it comes to auto workers? I mean, the, the ranks of the UAW uh, considerably smaller than they were during the Walter Ruther days uh, over 50 years ago. But uh, it, it sets the standard for automotive workers, both in unions and out of them, uh, in plants in right-to-work states. So the entire industry clearly is, is paying attention to what's happening here. The entire industry is, and the car makers have always said they, they need to be more competitive with what they call the transplants, foreign-owned car makers that, that don't pay as much in benefits in particular and don't quite pay as much in wages, so they have lower labor costs. Now they're competing against companies like Tesla that have still lower labor costs and other competitors that could come in. VinFast from Vietnam is building a plant. Their labor costs could be even lower. So the car makers say they have to stay competitive. They can't sell vehicles at higher prices or they'll go out of business. And what's the deadline? 
Deadline September 14th, 11.59 p.m., and the union says there will be no extensions. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News Automotive Correspondent based in Detroit. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead on this Entrepreneur Friday, we'll talk about the founder of a Chicago coffee roastery who's taking his own approach to making a well-balanced blend. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell says more interest rate hikes are possible. Parts of Michigan and Ohio have been hit by storms that may have included tornadoes. It's Entrepreneur Friday. We'll introduce you to the founder of a Chicago coffee roastery that's producing a special blend. Plus, Mayor Johnson remains optimistic that the Bears will remain in Chicago. WBBM business. The markets are higher. The Dow is up 132 points. The Nasdaq is up 24. The S&P 500 is up 9. We have 78 degrees right now under partly sunny skies going up to a muggy 83 today. It's 1231. The Federal Reserve Chairman says the economy's solid growth is making things complicated for the central bank as it keeps fighting inflation. The details from correspondent Sagar Magani. We are attentive to signs that the economy may not be cooling as expected. That, combined with brisk consumer spending, could keep inflation pressures high. And while Jerome Powell says the Fed intends to keep its key interest rate at a 22-year high for now, we are prepared to raise rates further if appropriate. Powell tells the Central Bankers Conference in Wyoming, courtesy of the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City, the Fed believes its key rate is now high enough to restrain the economy, but he says it's hard to know, underlining the economic outlook's uncertainty. Sagar Magani, Washington. In Michigan, they're cleaning up after some strong storms and some suspected tornadoes. At one point, 800,000 homes and businesses were without power in Michigan and Ohio. Rescue crews say there have been several fatalities. Strong storms moved across areas of southeastern western Virginia and much of West Virginia last night. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. The markets are higher today. Joining us now in the Village of Bedford Park business line, Reminding you to bring your business home is Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director of Clearstead Advisors based in New York. Jim, thank you for joining us today. I mean what I say. That seems to be the uh, takeaway message from Jay Powell and Jackson Hole today. Yeah, and and, uh, the markets are having a very mixed reaction to it. Basically, what he said is that the economy has stayed stronger than they would have thought. That while inflation is coming down, it's still too high that they are looking at the stars through uh, cloudy skies, is, to use his words, uh, which basically means they don't know whether they're done. They don't know whether they're going to have to raise rates again. Uh, they don't know whether there's going to be a soft landing or, or a significant slowdown. And therefore, they're data dependent and are making no commitments as to their future actions. What? Means, and investors can interpret it any, any way they want. 
Well, Jim, I want to ask you about one particular data point, and that is the NowCast that is uh, uh, produced by the Atlanta Fed. Basically, it's a reading on how's the economy doing right now. And uh, the NowCast for gross domestic product is running somewhere at 5%. So the economy not only is uh, chugging along, it's doing so at high speed. Uh, is that something that uh, enters into the Fed's thinking, or did, I mean, is that really predictive? Well, there are a lot of people who think that that number from the Atlanta Fed is going to come down a lot and rapidly, and that uh, we're really growing at uh, sort of a 2% kind of rate in this quarter, and that as more data comes in, uh, the Atlanta Fed will revise that estimate down. But uh, to the extent that as of now, it is running at about 5%, uh, the Fed looks at that and says we have more work to do. But on the other hand, long-term interest rates have gone up tremendously. Uh, over the last several months, and that's a, that's a restraint on the economy. So I think that they sort of cancel each other out. And uh, there's a lot of very important data next week. Uh, you have personal income, per, personal spending, the PCE, inflation number, average hourly earnings, the employment number. So wherever the market closes today, it's, it it's going to have the opportunity to do a complete reset uh, over the next five trading days as we get all of this data uh, and, of course, the Fed has emphasized that they are um, uh, data sensitive. Uh, that said, let's analyze some of the market activity today. It seemed like yesterday, and there was a bit of a sell-off, uh, that yesterday's sell-off might have been driven by some Jackson Hole anxiety about what uh, Jay Powell was going to say. And as a result, that uh, that NVIDIA report was maybe shoved aside for a couple of days. Are we seeing a kind of a delayed effect from the uh, from from Nvidia's uh, Q2, uh, second quarter report today. Yeah, well, I think that most investors were surprised at how uh, brief the the uh, Nvidia rally was after those uh, very strong earnings. So that gets you back to more of a technical uh, question. These these technology stocks that have done so well and and that are likely to continue to do well over time in the short term are they overextended? Uh, or have they become uh, uh, over-owned on a short-term basis? Are they due for a correction? Uh, and they very well could be due for, for a correction based on how far and how fast they've come. But uh, that doesn't change the picture that these stocks are going to drive the uh, U.S. economy uh, over the next decade and probably uh, further. Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director at ClearSet Advisors based in New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, Entrepreneur Friday, we will introduce you to the founder of a unique Chicago coffee roastery. Cashing in with conversation, the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday, and today we meet the businessman behind a Chicago coffee roastery that's using a special blend of high-quality beans to make its beverage. Joining us now is Cortez Wash, founder of Javez Java. It's in the CDC Marketplace, 115th and Halstead in Chicago. Uh, Cortez, thank you for joining us today. Now, that uh, 115th and Halstead, is that uh, the Roseland neighborhood or West Pullman? It's the West Pullman area. Now, you, th- th- there's a tale of heartbreak uh, that led you to this business, and that is your coffee spot went away three years ago. Yes, uh, it was gone, and I had a Unfortunately, I had to fix the coffee, and I couldn't get any. So my daughter kind of nudged me on and said, hey, Dad, you got to do something. got to stop complaining. Make your own coffee. Didn't know if it was sarcasm or not, 
I took her up on it, and I started doing research, and I created Javas Java. Now, did you uh, were you always someone who had kind of a refined palate? You could uh, really pick out flavors of a particular drink or a particular dish. Because I, I would imagine, you know, for for some people, you know, coffee is coffee, and you can't really tell the difference between the beans. And I'm guessing you can. Yes, uh, always just been a coffee holic, an undergrad at Paul. Love coffee, knew the difference between blend as well as single roast, Ethiopian, Guatemalan, things of that nature. So I got kind of used to really good coffee being on the north side. And so uh, the the what happened was the uh, the large the 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 outlet of the large uh, coffee chain closed in 2020, and uh, your daughter suggests you go into business for yourself. And so uh, this thing opens in 2020. So what was it like to go into business uh, at, at in in the depths of the pandemic? Well, actually, it was somewhat convenient because everything was delivered straight to the house. Ordered online, things started coming, set up the website online, was able to find a place to roast and start working things together. So although it was COVID, it was really a mixed blessing because, again, everything was so centralized, it just came to me. So you have been... You have beans coming from uh, different parts of the world, uh, like you said, Ethiopia, Haiti, Indonesia, Colombia. And did you have a general idea of the type of blends you wanted to feature going into the business, or was there a lot of uh, research and development at home? Research and development at home. It was a lot of reading, also a lot of trial and error. Some was good, some was not that well. My wife, Crystal, has a palate also, so she was my... You know, she was kind of rough on me, but she was honest. Well, that's good to have a, a lot of honest feedback at home. And that's always very important, whether uh, it's it's in business or in life. And then what does it mean to you? And also, what does it mean to your neighbors uh, that you have this business at 115th and Halstead? It's not by DePaul. It's on the south side of Chicago. Well, it's, uh, a lot of people are extremely, they're, they're really extremely glad because of the fact that it's in the African-American community, also with a lot of other small African-American businesses in the area that's slowly going through some process of being revitalized in the business aspect. And I'm so grateful to the Far South Side Community Development Corporation for funneling the money in and also helping us develop the CDC marketplace. And then lastly, uh, you know, the, the, the origin story of this business was the chain coffee place going out of business because of COVID-19, but it's been replaced by a local business, your local business. It's got to be a great yeah. feeling. It's phenomenal, and it's also a blessing just to be in a place that I can give back, and also the community is in turn reciprocating by purchasing the coffee. Cortez Wash, founder of Javez Java, located in the far south side CDC marketplace. It's at 837 West 115th Street on the south side of Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Still to come, we'll take a look at what Mayor Brandon Johnson is saying about keeping the Bears in Chicago. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson expressing new optimism about keeping the Bears in the city. Joining us with a look at what's behind the mayor's feelings is Greg Hines, columnist, Crane Chicago Business. Greg, thank you for joining us today. And the last time we checked in with the story of the Bears possibly checking out, 
and uh, shuffling up the Chicago and Northwestern Northwest line, the Arlington Park was uh, they were still possibly they, they were they still own the land in Arlington Heights, but uh, uh, were potentially exploring sites in other suburbs. And now it seems like uh, there's a little bit of a thaw in the relationship between the Chicago Bears and the city of Chicago. Yeah, you're right. There definitely is a thought, at least compared to Lori Lightfoot's uh, uh, reign. Uh, she and the Bears didn't get along at all. Uh, and uh, the Bears and Mr. Johnson uh, both say that they've had uh, very productive uh, conversations. Uh, that's that's progress. Now, whether that progress is actually going to result in a deal, don't know. Uh, uh, when uh, uh, Legion Greco, my colleague, and I uh, uh, talked to the mayor yesterday, uh, we pushed him pretty hard, and he didn't quite say that he was confident they were going to get a deal. What he did say is that uh, they're making great progress and that the goal is to get a deal, and they're, and they're moving in that direction. So we'll see. Now, is this uh, another example of posturing, though, on the part of the Bears to exert pressure on Arlington Heights? Uh, in this game of uh, of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of checkers or chess or whatever it is with stadium politics with the with the, with the Sox where they play up in the air too, anything is possible. Uh, all I can report is what I know, and what I know is that both sides, for a change, are saying very nice things about where things stand. And then when we talk about the Bears staying in Chicago, does this mean they stay at Soldier Field? Do they go elsewhere in the city? Do the White Sox and the Bears change places? Uh, I've heard that speculation and uh, a lot more. I don't think the Bears are going to be at Soldier Field. They they seem to really think that from everything I've heard that it's just obsolete and uh, hard to get to and doesn't have the kind of creature comforts that uh, that uh, football fans expect these days. Uh, but uh, until we know, until they cross the goal line, we won't know for sure. Uh, Anything is possible. There's a lot of moving parts right now. What difference does it make the, to have uh, strong leadership from City Hall in this type of situation in a stadium negotiation, whether it's the Bears or the White Sox? And could that change if Mayor Johnson's political fortunes begin to change? Uh, strong leadership is uh, absolutely crucial. Without it, you're not going to you're not going to get anything done. Uh, if there's going to be a Bears stadium deal, there's going to be some pain. Uh, there's going to have to be some taxes. Uh, some people who live nearby, wherever the stadium is, won't be happy. Uh, only a mayor who's is willing to shoulder the political heat to get to do that and proceed anyhow is going to is going to force things through. Uh, uh, it could affect his uh, his uh, political forces, but I can I can give you a scenario where it would help him or it would hurt him. It all depends on what the deal is and who pays for it, and we just don't know that yet, or whether it's going to happen. Greg Hines, columnist, Crane Chicago Business. Thanks for the update on the efforts to keep the Bears in the city of Chicago. If you missed any part of today's noon business hour, the replay podcast coming up shortly at WBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.